Good afternoon, brothers and sisters. How are you all today? Uh, I haven't done a... Done a uh, I, I was trying to do a sound check, but I don't know whether you all can hear me. I think... I hope you all can hear me. I was giving instructions earlier. <laughs> uh, okay. So, do you all know the topic for today? Oh, interesting. How come the topic get clicked off? Doesn't show up, huh? So today's topic is a bit controversial. <laughs> uh, I got one of the uh, volunteer uh, to help suggest a series of. Uh, uh, you all can hear me good. Thank you. Yeah, uh, for those who just come on, uh, good afternoon again. Uh, good to see you online. Uh, today's topic is a bit controversial because. Uh, Compassion, as we know, is a wholesome quality. So the, the title itself has a, has a question mark inside. Yeah. It, it seems to be calling it a defilement. Of course, we know it's not a defilement. But why call it a defilement? Yeah. Is it a defilement? Yeah. Technically, we know it's not a defilement. Mm. So, but... Um, compassion... Compassion without wisdom yeah, can be quite a bit of a problem. Yeah. Uh, so, Sipei, Sipei. Mm. So, of course, Sipei itself is two qualities loving kindness and compassion. So, we say, Biao Lan Sipei. So without compassion, without compassion, uh, is a problem. But without wisdom, maybe can be a bigger problem. Uh. Yeah. So uh, the the title suggestion has a subtitle, which is compassion without wisdom can be destructive. But should we pick them up first, uh, so that we can understand them better? Yeah. So, meaning, uh, is there a sequence? Oh, is there a sequence? Uh, do we have to wait until we have perfect wisdom, then we develop compassion? Or is it okay to develop either one you know, over time? Yeah. So, what do you all think? Mm. So, first of all, First of all, what is compassion? Uh, let me just switch over to the whiteboard and then maybe I can, we can continue from there. I'm going to get my writing pad. <coughs> also my pen. Okay. Let's see whether it's working today. Yes. Oh, my pet is not up. Huh? What happened? Hmm. It's a black screen, huh? So it should be up now. Okay, so compassion. Uh, although the title is just compassion, we can perhaps look at the two um, two qualities which is usually uh, which comes together. Uh, so we have shi um, and pei. 
So we have uh, Meta and Karuna. I'm going to treat the title to, to include both, okay? And we have uh, Loving Kindness and Compassion. Yeah. So uh, these two. So these are these are uh, wholesome qualities. Yeah, mental qualities, and uh, the two of them have uh, together. This is basically uh, we can say this is goodwill. Huh? A kind of goodwill towards others. Yeah, but in particular, loving kindness has the quality of uh, giving happiness. Or bringing happiness to others. Huh? To bring happiness to others, to give happiness to others. So that, so loving kindness has this quality. And uh, compassion is about removing suffering. Uh, my handwriting is... Uh, <laughs> to begin with, three months ago, my handwriting was bad. After three months, it has gone to primary school handwriting. So, um, we say in the teachings, we, we learn that so the kindness, the goodwill, uh, depends on the state of the individual. If the individual has no happiness and no suffering, then we feel compelled yeah, to give happiness. If the person has suffering and no happiness, then we feel compelled to remove the suffering. Oh. So this is the quality. We've gone through that many times. So just a recap. Uh, now the question is, um, what happens if you have compassion or loving kindness without wisdom? Yeah. So we have, uh, we have loving kindness, we have compassion, then plus wisdom. What about if there's no wisdom? So can you think of an example where you have compassion without wisdom? Yeah. Or you're kind to people, yeah, and but without using wisdom. Mm. You can maybe write inside the comments section. What are the circumstances where sometimes we have wisdom or we have compassion but no wisdom? Yeah. Or for that matter, is it possible? Uh, any anyone? So Huiwun uh, writes, maybe healthcare workers will feel burnout after some time. Mm. Uh, so healthcare workers may shouldn't have compassion, uh, because uh, of all the different jobs out there, why choose to be in the healthcare industry, right? Um, so Alison writes, uh, Edward's thoughts. When you give drugs to a person who wants drugs, uh, that's a good example. Yeah. Uh, loving kindness and compassion. Yeah. Even if you see someone suffering, the person say, "Oh, I need drugs. I don't have drugs. I, I suffer." Yeah. And then, uh, or the person say, "I want. If I don't have drugs, I'm not happy." Yeah. Or maybe our children. Yeah. Our children says, "I want that toy. I want that iPhone." I want this, I want that. Yeah. 
or maybe our family members. I want to go out. Yeah, during the circuit breaker. I want to go out. Yeah, but maybe in the early stages it's not so safe. Or I want to go out without wearing a mask. So if we allow them to do as they please, uh, that's not very wise. Huh? That can actually harm them more than help them. Uh, so Cadell writes, uh, offering help without checking on the background. Yes. Sometimes when we encounter people and they can tell us that they need help, they need money, they need this, they need that. Uh, sometimes if we don't use our wisdom, we may blindly help them and end up uh, perpetuating their greed, yeah, causing them to um, uh, actually do the wrong thing. Huh? Yeah, so HY Go uh, adds on, that's like someone need to borrow money, yeah, so out of kindness we lend them. But if we know they use it to gamble and we still lend them, then it is not wisdom. Yes. Um, I've ever encountered some students. Uh, one of them was sharing with me that the, the, son, the son has been asking her for money. Yeah, it's a very sad case. My student, when she was sharing that, this is many years back. Uh, I, I don't know how the situation is now, but this has been many years back, about 12 years ago. So this student shared with me um, that she feel very sad and she feel like um, she want to just give everything to her son to the extent she's, she thinks. Yeah, so the son, this is an actual case. Uh, so we have the son who asks from the mum money. Yeah? Ask money, ask the mum to give the son money, give him money. So as a result the mum is very stressed, very sad, because it's not it's not a small sum. And the son is already in the twenties. So the son is asking for thousands of dollars at a time. Yeah. And it's not like once a year ask for some help to tide over and then return after that. But the son would ask for money every other week. Yeah. So at some point the mum uh so the mum told me and the mum said that she feel like just dying and you know the HDB, CPF, all the money plus savings can give it to him. Yeah, so would you all do that? Yeah. Uh, would you do that? Because it's easy when it's not our son, isn't it? Yeah. When it's not our son, it's easy to say that I don't have any son. Eh? <laughs> I was never married. Yeah. Uh, if it's our friends, our family members especially, yeah, our brothers, our sisters. Maybe maybe we can still do it as in do the right thing. But for some people it is very difficult. Yeah. So I told my student, I said uh, I asked her how much money do you have? And then she was a bit uh, awkward, huh? Uh, a bit like so I said I don't want to know how much you have actually. Um, but I want to help you understand the situation. And I told her, I said, at the rate that your son is using the money, yeah, even if you have $2 million, I said, yeah, even if you have $2 million and you give your son, uh, I calculated for her, at the rate that the son was burning the money, it would be gone in 10 years. Which means that the sun is burning up 200k per year. <laughs> I don't know how many of you earn 200k a year, but 200k a year, last I checked even today, is a lot of money. And this was 12 years ago, 2008. 
when we had that conversation. Yeah. So imagine, 12 years later, because of inflation, that 200k would be more. And even if he gave, she gave her gave him the two million dollars, two years ago, that amount would have been used up at the rate that the son was using the money. So I told her, I said, the the thing is, if you die and you give him all the money, assuming you have two million for him to burn, you know what? Your son will not use it over ten years. Studies have shown that those who do not know um, how to manage finances and suddenly get a windfall uh, within one to two years would use up all the money. And sometimes, and many times, even come off with more debt. Yeah. Because to begin with, the windfall wasn't due to their finance management wasn't due to their finance acumen. They, they were not able to um, amass on their own, uh, earn on their own, or they don't have the financial ability or the technical ability to, to accrue that amount. So anything that they get from a windfall, they are not able to maintain that or to grow that. Now we are not talking about to be greedy and to have a lot of money. Eh? But it's that the son would simply come back to square one. Because the son actually told the mom that if he don't get the help, the loan shark would chop him up, will kill him. Now anyone, when you hear that, your heart would be broken. You'll be very sad and terrified, right? But I told her, I said, if you die now and you give all your money to your son, then 10 years later, you will not be there to help your son when your son use up the money. And the thing is that it takes only 2 years for your son to use up that money. It will not be 10 years. And I told her, it is like if you have a pot that is burning dry and you have a, another pot of water, the wrong thing would be to pour the water in the pot hoping to prevent it from burning. The right thing is to use some water to put out the fire or to just switch off the fire. Yeah. Now the analogy is very simple and easy for us to just say that. You know? uh, but um, I know that it's not easy to, to do. Uh, because I've seen so many students and if it's so simple, they will not have to come and see me. Uh. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes it takes many people to tell them, for them to sink, for that message to sink in, for them to come to terms with that sometimes the kindest thing to do is not to help in that, in that manner. That sometimes the kind thing to do is to say no. Yeah, is to say no. And that takes a lot of wisdom. Yeah, that takes wisdom. If we just get you know, we feel compassion, we, we feel sorry for the person and we just think that we can just dump money in. Uh, doesn't help. Uh, will this be considered ni ai? That's ni, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. And unfortunately, I, I must say that... Um, you know, I have some students who are doctors or dentists and so on. What I know is that like dentists or lawyers or, or doctors, they many times they they have no choice but to fix people's teeth, right? Or to help people to to take to prescribe medication to help them. Um, but many times they prefer to do preventive measure. That means to teach people how to brush their teeth, to floss, and so on and so forth, or to help people to change their diet, do exercise, um, live a high, healthier lifestyle, learn how to cope with their stress, and so on. So that you don't fall sick to begin with. Yeah? And then you don't have to see the doctor to cure you of your sickness. In the same way, sometimes I feel 
I feel like, I mean, not, not I feel like, I've been telling students, don't come to me only when the problem becomes so big. <laughs> because usually by the time you, you reach this stage, right, um, it's, it's much harder to solve than if you had done, if we had done preventive measures. And that's why we have Dharma talks like this. Yeah, Dharma talks uh, is meant to be the preventive measures. Yeah. Uh, by the time people are in that state, of course, we still try to help them and we try to see what else can be done. Uh, but better to do take preventive measures. Yeah. So, uh, of course, this topic is not just about um, about uh, uh, truant children or, or family members who who you know. Uh, gamble away their, their, their money and then ask for, ask for money you know uh, ask us for help it's not just about that but let's just look at this part uh, that this happens not overnight yeah this kind of situation happen over a long period of time so it starts off at a younger age uh, at the first time when the first time your family member your friend your child uh, is given a blank check yeah or gets into some trouble but uh, is is allowed to 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 be so-called rescued yeah then that sets a precedence in a way it's like uh, I don't know some people may say Sufu is talking about um, current affairs again but that's the case you know you know they say that Sometimes in some countries where the bank or the airlines are too big to fail, not talking about SQ, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but in in uh, in US, in uh, other countries, sometimes they talk about too big to fail. Yeah, and this is the thing: when the when the government saved them once, then it becomes a precedence. Next time, if there's anything, you know, they're supposed to file for bankruptcy and just shut down, because if you if you fail, you fail. Right, but uh, once you have that precedence, then they will come back and say, "Hey, last last year you help us. This year, can you help us again?" <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Uh, Chloe says she agrees. Seek help earlier. Applies for all sort of help: medical, then dental, psychotherapy, and spiritual guidance. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so don't wait until it becomes a big problem. Then try to solve it. Uh, of course. If you reach the stage where it's a big problem, then faster, faster. Yeah, then look for us immediately. Don't, don't, don't drag. And don't think that, oh, Sufu is busy. Let me tell you if I'm busy. Okay? Um, so then, we come back to the topic again. But then, when do we exercise compassion? And in what way do we exercise compassion? Uh, because how do we know that we have enough wisdom to exercise compassion fully? Uh, the truth is we, we cannot really tell uh, you know and you, you, we cannot wait until you have the full wisdom like the Buddha then you say oh let's be compassionate. we have to start somewhere and many times we have to learn through learn through experience also you know uh, for myself, having said all that, for myself, uh, I tend to give people benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Uh, but I will also fact check when it comes to helping people. Um, there was a case, uh, someone I know from a long time ago. Uh, it's actually one of my teachers from secondary school. And one day I received a a text message uh, from this teacher and this teacher told me that uh, he needs some help so I was like okay I, and in my mind because I was already a monk I thought you know maybe you need some counselling or need my help to I don't know give some spiritual assistance or something next thing you know I was told that uh, he need $500 <laughs> and uh, asked me to wire him didn't even ask to meet up 
you know, and catch up or, or to explain to me why he need the money. Just and immediately send me the bank account number. Uh, this is a true story. So when I when I saw that, I was like, wow, this is interesting. Yeah. Um, some people advise me against giving financial help. Uh, I have limited ability also, but. You know, sometimes I think to myself, well, I receive Ang Pao and the Ang Pao is to help liberate sentient beings, right? So, in, in, in very specific situation where sentient beings really need that, then by all means, lah, take it, you know? <laughs> right? Otherwise, wh why do we receive the Ang Pao for, right? We don't really use, you know, like... <laughs> so anyway, I, I thought I will help him. I mean, $500 is not big, not small. Um, so I thought maybe I can still help him but I wasn't about to just wire it over who knows maybe it's a it's a scam you know yeah so I thought maybe maybe you can sit down and take a and have a chat first yeah so that's where I try to I try to exercise my wisdom yeah so um, initially he was not willing but then in the end he agreed so the moment he agreed, then I know that, okay, this is really my teacher. Yeah, there's someone I know. Yeah, because you never know, maybe maybe someone scam, you know, yeah, managed to copy the, the SIM card I made and then send you a text and say, I need $500 and you just wire over. Then later when you call up the person, huh, I didn't send a message. You know, next thing you know, you got scammed. So anyway, that, that person, that teacher came down uh, and uh, we have a chat and so then I do some fact finding and I ask like so why do you need that money and she, he told me this uh, amazing story <laughs> he told me this story about how uh, he's help, helping somebody else to deal with a court case and uh, the, the court case needs some uh, administrative fees and uh, the, the court um, the court police or something yeah he, he used a term to refer to one of the officers uh, the court officer or something uh, he says that they, they, they need that money to do the administration fee and then he, he, he need that amount and I'm, I'm like $500 yeah, in my mind I was thinking like don't you have $500 and then um, okay, give me a minute. Uh. The rain is a bit too strong. Okay. So I'm back. Uh, where was I? Yeah. So so told me that oh that need need the admin fee and then the court officer need that for processing. And alarm bells were going off in my mind. <laughs> um, how many of you at this point would give the money? Yeah. I mean, this person is. Is someone imagine if it's someone that you trust that you know and the person didn't just send you a message but actually come down meet up with you and in your face tell you that there's all these matters going on <clears throat> at this point would you give the money huh? $500 how many of you would give the $500? Let me know. Uh, I <laughs> in such a situation, there's never a right way, you know. Because some students may think that, Ayah, Sifu, why are you so stupid? Even have to consider. Other students may think, Ayah, Sifu, why, why are you so stingy, you know. Like, $500, you still have to think so much. Just give lah, who knows, maybe it's real or what. Yeah. Uh, 
Li Hui says that he, she has given before, but haha, not wise, uh, but unwise. Uh, for me, so you all can write in the comments. Uh, let us let me know how how you would deal with this. For me, I uh, I ask him for more information. Yeah. Uh, YH says he. Uh, I don't know whether YH is a guy or a girl. Uh, but YH says that will cons uh, might, but will consider if he's scamming me. Yeah. And if I can afford to take it as this money might never come back. Yes. Uh, this is an advice someone gave me before. Never give away something that you need for the money to come back. Uh, so YH is a girl. Yeah, so she, she says that she will think, think about it. Yeah, uh, but may have to be mentally prepared lah, whether the money is coming back. For me, um, I always like to um, get things straight. So I asked... Uh, I, I asked for more information and hearing that is for legal, you know, court fees. So I, I asked whether there's any um, case number. Yeah, because this is Singapore, right? Especially the government. You don't have a proceeding in court without any case number. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I've never um, dealt with this kind of matters before, but I extrapolate that if Singapore is a country where every single tree in Singapore, officially, every single tree in Singapore that's planted by NPARKs has an ID, you know? Yeah, this is Singapore, right? Every lamppost has an ID, yeah. So, um, it's impossible that there's such a case and there's no, there's no case number, yeah. So, Tommy says that you were asked to go to court with him and pay directly. Yes, that's a very good idea. Yeah. So for me, um, I wasn't prepared to go around, you know, to, to get the case number and so on. So I asked this teacher to help me get a case number. Yeah, because I have some students who, who is in the police and there's, I have some students and devotees who are lawyers and maybe they can do some background check for me, you know. And worst to case, worst, maybe I can look for some MP and say, hey, you know, there's this case, can you all help me? You know, maybe, do you know of anybody who can help? Something like that. Uh, I don't know how, how far that would pan out, but um, I, I asked for a case number. And he was <laughs> suddenly so wishy-washy and I was like, oh, more alarm bells come out. Yes, but I, I insisted, I said, well, if the police is that if it's a police officer, a court officer, they will definitely have a case number. Yeah. So if you can help me, give me get me a case number, I can check. And the reason why I want to check, I told him, I said, I want to make sure that you're not being conned by that person. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I said that. Um, and I also told him, because... Uh, to be very honest, there are two possibilities. One, you are being conned by somebody who is imposing, who is posing as a court officer, yeah, a, a government official, or you are trying to con me. <laughs> yeah, so uh, this may not work for everybody, uh, because most people may not feel comfortable saying that to someone you know. Yeah, but I was, I, I felt that I had to be, I mean, I'm, I'm just being frank, because that is how I feel. Yeah, so my point to, to that teacher was like, uh, either way, um, I'm giving you the benefit of doubt, that's why I'm asking you to get me the case number. So if you cannot get a case number, it could mean that that person is lying to you and you are being conned, or you're lying to me, that there's no such a case altogether. Yeah. And if you cannot get me the case number, I'm not giving you any $500. So in the end, I never give, because after that, he, he kind of disappeared for a while. Yeah. And after a while, he caught me again, and you know, ding-dong a bit, but yeah. So this is an actual case I, I encountered um, some years back. Um, 
maybe close to 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and I actually called my other secondary school friends and I learned from one of them that uh, he has been calling the different students and using the same stories to get money. And it's, it's very sad. Yeah, and so we, we were still thinking about, okay, so we were, we were kind of like trying to think about, yeah, okay, so what problem is he facing? How, how can we actually help him? Yeah. Um, but in the end, we couldn't figure out anything. Yeah, yeah. it's sad. Mm. So, um, yeah, exactly, right? If it's a court case, they would have a letter with a case number. I mean, can, can you imagine? I, I cannot imagine, like, if you, if you have to go to appear in court, you cannot just go in and say, uh, I'm here for the court hearing, then the, the, the bill, the, the court, I don't know whether it's called the sergeant at arms or, or you know, there'll be police who is uh, maintaining order, and there'll, there'll be administrators who will ask you, what is your case number? Yeah, because then they can check when your hearing is, right? So, <laughs> I mean, there must be some reference number. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, thanks, Li Hui. I, um, it, yeah, so about this, I feel that, well, thanks for your word of confidence. But I, I like to think that um, it's not that I'm wise, but um, I know that some students, the way we look at knowledge and information is, um, we, there are things we know, right? Yeah, which is our, our background, our education, our work, our exposure. Um, it's almost impossible to know everything, all fields and all industries, right? So the thing is, like for example, court proceedings, or let's say uh, business legal stuff, okay? Um, unless you have done it before, you, you prob probably wouldn't know it as a fact, isn't it? But although I don't know it as a fact, it's about uh, using what you already know and then to extrapolate and to consider what is the norm uh, that is common in this place. Yeah, and in Singapore, the norm is every, every situation, every case would have some ID tag to it so that you can trace my paper trail and all yeah, oh, and so the same goes for if you receive some, you know, in recent years there's all this scam like, you know, you know, the kind of thing. So, yeah, use your uh, discretion. So this is one specific case, yeah. Um, and to me, this is one way to so-called exercise your wisdom, if you will. Yeah, but to do that, you must not start off thinking you don't have wisdom. Yeah. And, and I like to again highlight, I, I, I don't think it's about me having wisdom or not, but it's about asking yourself, um, what makes sense? Yeah. And what doesn't make sense? Yeah. And to, to take a step back and, and come back to this topic and say, uh, Compassion isn't simply about fulfilling the wishes of that person. Yeah, it's to ask ourselves if we do what the person requests. Uh, does it help the person in the long term? Does it help the person in the short term? Or both? Or none? Yeah. Uh, case in point again. So. Um, like Tommy Tommy suggested that he will go to the court with him to pay directly I don't know why some, some lay people think that they can come to me and ask me to help them pay bills uh. so there was this other guy who, who, told, who when I was in Comic Sun and that the initial years 
I didn't have any duty, so I was just going up to the fourth floor to meditate and just do my practice. And one day, one guy just come forward and talk to me and ask me whether I can help him. And similarly, I, th I thought, okay, yeah, sure. And this student, uh, or not student, this lay person um, openly told me that he just came out of the jail. And he showed me this letter um, that showed his name and that he has just been released from uh, jail. And then another letter that showed that he is going to the hospital for uh, some treatment and he need to pay those bills. So um, for that case, I told him, I said, I, I, will, I will try to help, but uh, not to pass him the money. Again, he, he asked whether I can just pass him the money. But I told him, I said, uh, I'm willing to help, but I need time to go and find sources for the money, number one. Number two, um, I also need to uh, get one of the staff to follow you to the hospital to pay. Yeah. Uh, usually, this is the this is the the line. Whether the person really need the money to do what they claim that they want to do, or they just want the money. Yeah. If you offer to do it for them, pay the 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 organizations for them, and they say thank you very much, much appreciated. Then it's very likely it's true. Uh, but if they, they say, no, la, very troublesome, la, just pass me the money and they give all kinds of reasons and excuses, they're probably more interested in the money than your help. Yeah. Oh. So, um, yeah, uh, compassion, I think is a beautiful thing and this quality is even more needed today than ever. Yeah. Uh, there's so much suffering in this world, uh, even without COVID, and especially with COVID. Uh, is and that's why scams work, you know. That's why scams work, and that's why um, it's easy for us to fall prey and for people to then take advantage of our kindness. But it doesn't mean that we shouldn't help. We should, we should not kill our compassion because of people's uh, conniving attempts. Yeah? Because of people's attempt to lie to us and cheat us. It doesn't mean that we should stop being kind. We should continue to be kind, to be compassionate. Uh, but to exercise discretion. Yeah. Uh, to fact check. Uh, uh, and if you f don't feel comfortable asking those questions, uh, I can help you ask. Sifu, <laughs> uh, quite thick skin one. Okay? Um, okay, let's see. Ingwi says, he should know monk did not have income. Well, yeah, I don't know why people think that monks have money. They should go to the bank, right? <laughs> yeah, but someone told me that they, they look for monks because... Um, they assume that monks would be kind um, and just just give whenever they hear some sob stories. I'm not saying that monks and nuns are not kind. It's just that it doesn't mean that we are just blindly kind, you know, that we just... Yeah. So H.Y. Go says that uh, her hubby also has, has an army friend who called to borrow money saying he needed it for his mother for surgery. He wanted to borrow 1k urgently. Yeah. So she asked her about her hubby whether uh, he's close and whether he's trustworthy. Yeah. And whether that amount is what you are willing to lose. Oh. So and he so he borrowed five hundred dollars and a few months later found out that money is the mum is actually not hospitalized. And that friend has cheated many army friends with the same story. Yeah. Yes, indeed. No. Uh, easy for people to try to take advantage of that kindness. Mm. Uh, but again, I want to highlight let people's um, lies not douse away our kindness. Yeah. Because it would be very sad if all of us start to uh, be unkind. 
to not have compassion simply because of that one or two person who go around conning people or try to con people. Uh, let's not, not, as they say, not throw out the baby with the water. Yeah? Uh, let's practice discretion yeah, while having compassion. No? Interesting topic, interesting topic. Um, any, any questions or thoughts before we wrap up for today? It's 3 o'clock. So, compassion, we come back to the title, Compassion, a Necessary Defilement. Uh, So, to set the records right, compassion is not a defilement, okay? (laughs) Yeah. When I saw this topic, it was suggested, I I asked a, a student from NUS to help me and he gave me a whole list of topics and I really appreciate that. But when I saw this topic, I was like, hmm, that's a bit controversial. Uh, yeah, because compassion is not a defilement. Yeah. Uh, but I guess his point was that if exercise without wisdom, it can lead to problems and suffering, which can act as a defilement. Oh. So, Hui um, Hun uh, has a question. Can you advise how we can help someone with mild depression and a problem which I cannot help her? I can only listen to her when she talks about her problem. Thank you. Uh, mild depression. Uh, whether, whether our friends have depression or other problems, many times what they need is a listening ear. Uh, um, but it, it can be quite draining. Oh, I want to highlight this. Um, for me, I, I, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm okay. There was once, recently I, I shared with some students, uh, many years back when I was in BL, I was doing counselling for this student. And after about the, the, the end of that session, uh, she, 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 shared, she said, Wow, Sifu, how, how do you deal with like all these cases, you know, that you must be hearing, like her own case, she cannot handle. So I told her, I said, the thing is, when we finish, we do dedication, I walk you to the gate, I say goodbye, I close the gate, I download, I offload everything about you. I don't think about you or your problem anymore. Yeah. She was a bit stunned and I think many students are stunned. But I said, yeah, because thinking or worrying about your case doesn't help you. But I, all I can say is when you are here, when any one of you are here with me, I'm 100% with you. That's what I can offer. Anything more than that doesn't help you anyway. Yeah. Other than in some cases where after the, the counselling session, where we encounter certain situations that is relevant, then I'll make a mental note. So the next time when the case come in, I will bring that up to help the person. Yeah, but I don't keep on, you know, thinking about it. So if you ask me, if your friend has mild depression, uh, the best thing most people can do is offer a listening ear. And if you have some um, experiences with counselling, you can help the person to in a way, relook at the situation. Um, it's not about simply just telling the person, um, like, okay, do this, do that, uh, but to to assist the person, yeah, to be there for with the person, so the person don't feel so incapacitated, so helpless, so alone facing the problem, and many times that is all the person need to have the strength, the mental strength, emotional strength to face that problem. Uh, some, 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 uh, some techniques help lah, yeah? uh, to help them piece together the whole situation. So if you find that you cannot help, um, you can try listening, but have to be careful because um, I've also encountered uh, cases where um, the, the relief they get from a listening ear become 
become a drug. Yeah, they become addicted to just um, getting people to hear them out. You know, um, and this become their only source of happiness. Yeah, and when they get into that state, they are in deep trouble because it becomes a vicious cycle. What kind of vicious cycle? They end up, you know, any new friend that they encounter, they will end up just telling their stories to get a listening ear to feel that relief, that happiness. But most people don't make friends to be a counsellor, right? Not that we don't want to help our friends, but most, most people are not ready to become a counsellor for their friends, especially if it's just a new acquaintance. And so, some of these cases I've encountered, they end up creating a bubble where people start to avoid close contact. Yeah? And then it becomes a vicious cycle because they, get, they, they, they start to panic. You know, because then they have lesser support circle. Yeah. And the more that happens, then the more they, they cling on to whoever comes along and quickly tell them their problem. Then it becomes worse and worse. Yeah, it becomes worse and worse. Oh. Uh, the other thing I've learned over the years is to realize um, that it's more important to know whether we can help that person than to be able to help that person. Yeah, so it's good that you realize you may not be able to help that person. And when you realize that, then you have to ask yourself, who can help? Yeah. Uh, many years back, I, 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 <laughs> I have this bad habit. Uh. When people come to me, wow, before they finish their story, I, I just offload everything I know and now nah, this is the solution. <laughs> Problem solved. But over the years, I realized that that doesn't work. Yeah, that doesn't work. Sometimes people just need a listening ear. Sometimes they, are, they don't even know what solution they want. Other times, um, we may not be the right person yeah, to, to, to give the solution. Yeah, so sometimes I take a step back and I sometimes ask them, so what can I do for them? And that can help them to have a better idea of uh, the help they need. Yeah, and, and sometimes I find that the help they need cannot come from me. So I refer them to somebody else. No? Uh, so have to look at the situation. Yeah. So Sun Hao says that he hopes to work on compassion yeah, because he, Sun Hao feels that he's, he tends to be gullible. Uh, well, at 21 years old, hard to say, uh, uh, but the fact that you, you say this statement, that you tend to be gullible, um, it means that you, are, you have awareness. And that's a very, first, very important first step to stop being gullible. Uh, really gullible people don't think they are gullible. Huh? <laughs> mm. uh, Li Hui uh, or Hui Ching says uh, he, she's, she's still compassionate but more careful. Uh, being taken advantage by a handicapped person, a primary school kid, a part-time helper. Wow, three. Yeah. Uh, but don't 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 be disheartened. Don't be disheartened. Uh, yeah. Keep your compassion. Oh, keep your compassion. But exercise discretion. Uh. Yeah. Uh, Sherry says uh, some depression person can be very aggressive. That's true, yeah. Uh, and the reason is not not necessarily because they are aggressive towards us, but is that they are very angst about not being able to solve their problem, yeah. Hy asks uh, if we if we help without wisdom, for example, we donate lend money out of compassion for a good cause, and the person use the money, for example. Uh, for something else, example by drugs and promoting illegal drugs which we don't know, we didn't know. For the above example, can I say we are contributing to karma act which we unknowingly act on? Ah, so is there karmic consequences? Ah, so this is the tricky part now. Uh, as far as the karmic consequences is concerned, many times it involves whether we are aware or not. Yeah. Uh, so within a certain 
limit limits of uh, res of uh, culpability. It, at the point where you give out the money, um, as long as we give uh, with the knowledge that it's going to be used for good, and we give out of intent to help good, how it's used ultimately, uh, chemically we are not responsible for that. Yeah, because we are like to. So um, we, it's not that we do it with intent that, oh, we know that it's going to be misused and we still give. Uh, let's look at the, the NKF case, the TT Duray, where the, the funds were used to buy the gold tap. I think it was a gold tap. I don't think anybody donated to NKF um, knowingly for them to buy gold taps. Right? So the fact that some money were used to buy gold taps is not due to um, donors' fault. Yeah, so donors cannot be faulted for the gold tap. Uh, at some point, the decision was made to buy the gold tap. So the person who made that decision is that person's karma. Yeah? Uh, unfortunately, it also means that some of the karma uh, or some of the funds that were given for the donation wasn't put to that rightful use. La. Yeah. So the results will be slightly different, but it shouldn't result in negative karma because someone decided to use it otherwise. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and as a general rule, my, my take on this is um, we cannot be responsible, we cannot hold ourselves responsible for um, unlimited eventualities. Yeah. Because if we, number one, why? Because karma doesn't work that way. As far as the Buddha's teaching is concerned, he don't hold people response, like he, he never described karma or the law of causality as um, having unlimited um, limits. Yeah, meaning that um, as long as it can be directly, directly traced, 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 then you, are, you have karmic consequences. Uh, I don't see any sources that um, describe it that way because if it does then we are responsible for 911 you know <laughs> yeah because if you trace hard enough I'm sure we can be linked right yeah but it doesn't work that way it has to have that intent of that result yeah it, the, the intent our intent must be linked towards that result no? so don't beat yourself over it if someone misuse it at some point Sakyang says that she is disheartened. I used to lend money to friends, colleagues. Some return, some do not return. So now I will not lend if the amount is too big. Yeah. Uh, I hear you. Yeah, it can be disheartening. And many times it's not so much about the money, you know. It's about the loss of trust. Yeah, I think. It's about that the person broke that trust that the person said to borrow. Borrow means you must return, ma. but to borrow and then to break that trust. Yeah. So to me, yeah, it's, it's, it's actually less about the money because even if the person borrow $10, but don't return, it's not so much that we are petty over $10, but it's about the trust, isn't it? That, well, if you want me to give you $10, I can give you $10. But if you tell me you want to borrow $10, then you must return, ma. <laughs> but, but that's just me. Or maybe I'm just pedantic in that way. Crazy, or if you will. Yeah. So, um, like what many of you said, uh, the advice I, I, I received many years back before I even become a monk is don't lend out what you cannot afford to lose. Yeah. Otherwise, you will lose the friendship also. Yeah. But I want to flip it around and ask, if the person is willing to throw away the friendship over that money, then why should I become the person to bear the burden? Oh. Uh, yeah, exactly what Lock John is saying here as well. Mm. So, but Lock John acts on that sometimes people who are in need of money may not be convenient to tell us the reason. Maybe that money is just sort of what is needed for a teacher to come and borrow money. It takes a lot of courage. But if you come back asking for more money, then I will check. Yeah. 
yes, and I, I agree for the most part, but in that particular case, it turned out not to be true. Because that teacher used the same story and asked around. Yeah. And as I said, I mean, I don't really agree about the part that, oh, maybe not so convenient to tell. Not so convenient to tell, but convenient to ask. Um, something doesn't gel, you know. If you trust me enough to ask me for help, then you have to trust me enough to tell me why. Yeah. That if you can ask me for help to borrow $500, that I will, uh, if, if needed, keep it confidential. But it must be real, ma. You cannot tell me some, come out of some stories. Yeah. And the worst thing is, repeat it for so many students. Huh? So, we wrap up here. I hope this um, helps us to uh, look at compassion, um, not just in a standard way, or help, 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 but also to look at the negative example. Yeah? Are there cases where maybe we, we need to take a step back? Yeah. Are there cases where we need to exercise discretion? Um, are there situations where perhaps the, the more compassionate thing is not to help? Amitabha. Yuan xiao san zhang zu fan nao. Yuan de zi hui zhen ming liao. Fu yuan zui zhang xi xiao chu. Shi shi chang xing pu sa dao. Amitabha.